selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Learning about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, hey, we got all kinds of things going on, but Daryl, you know I've been saying it and I'll keep saying it, but the window, I see 2023. We're just, I'm peaking. We're peaking into 2023 oh, right we're now. We're almost there. Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, I hope you're having a fantastic time showing gratitude to your clients, enjoying family and friends. This is a fantastic time of year. We're closing things out for 2022 and 2023 is right around the corner. And guess what, Larry? It's time to and make the big announcement. It's time to let everybody know the 2020, 2023. <laughs> there you go. It's a mouthful. I know that. Come on, man. The 2023 Authentic Selling Challenge is officially announced for January 9th through 13th. We're going to have a phenomenal oh. kickoff to the new year. And I can't think of a better way to get the year started than the authentic selling challenge coming your way January 9th through 13th. Hey, here's what I can't believe. This is the third. This is the third one already. Holy smokes. It's exciting. And when you go to authentic you're going to see the roster of presenters and coaches that we've got lined up. This is going to be a power packed week. We're going to be gathering every day at 12 noon Eastern time and uh, sharing uh, that lunch hour together. If you're on the East coast, if you're on the West coast, we'll share yeah, the morning coffee. coffee break. What, whatever you do, you don't want to miss this. Make sure to enroll. And the cool thing is if you can't come live, we're going to set the VCR. We're going to record these things and you're going to get the <laughs> tape every day. And this is going to be an important way to start off this new year in what, you know, is let's just be honest, challenging time. Uh, we're not afraid of it, but we do need to be sharp and we do need to be on our game as we move into this new year. And the Authentic Selling Challenge, AuthenticSellingChallenge.com. Uh, get signed up, get your sales team, tell everyone else in your bullpen, tell your peers, your clients. Let's just have, when you see who is going to be joining us, you're going to get so fired up. Larry, I can't wait. And, and it is going to be a blockbuster beginning. No, no, it is, but I, ju I just figured something out. I, by the way, I can't wait to bring on J.R. Butler here in a second, but I just figured out. I know what I'm getting you for a holiday present. What's that, Larry? You always use the term VCR. I can't remember the last time <laughs> I've used my VCR. So guess what? I'm you're going to re-gift your VCR to me, Larry? Dude, you're a techie and you're using <laughs> VCR. I'm getting you something that is going to replace your VCR. Thank Nevertheless, you. I'm getting upgraded. It's to called DVD. streaming, by the way. Hey, Check out AuthenticSellingChallenge.com. We'll see you there. It's going to be amazing. And Larry, we've got an incredible conversation teed up for today. We're going to talk about sports and selling, two of your favorite topics. we got oh, JR yeah. Butler in the house. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, JR. It's great <laughs> to have you here. 
What's up, guys? Great to be here. I'm super excited. I love the energy, man. I'm I'm fired up right now. Yeah, that's good. You got the ball cap working backwards. I, I like it because you're probably hiding the name that's on the front of the cap, but that's all good. It's all like what all sports people do. So it's all good. Oh, there you go. Hey, this is going to be a fascinating conversation because you live in this intersection between sports and selling. But before we dive into that conversation, JR, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is, what does it mean to you, JR, to sell from the heart? So for me, when, when I kind of saw that question, and the first thing that popped in my head was confidence and conviction. Um, I think people that sell from the heart have true confidence in the, in the product that they're selling, um, and they have true conviction and belief that it is the right product for the person, the company, the industry that they're that they're speaking with, right? Um, I my whole career has been has been selling unbudgeted, large, complex, unbudgeted software solutions to the biggest organizations in the world. And I had a saying when I was a sales leader that said, "Win them over or run them over." And what I meant by that was, you know, don't like dysfunctionally go high in an org or go around people, but go do the work before you go into a sales cycle, do the research and prepare, understand the industry you're selling into the company and their priorities and problems and the persona that you're selling to and their priorities and problems, understand those things in your bones understand in your bones why your technology is the right fit for them, why it's better than any other uh, choices. And then if you believe those things, your job is to educate the person you're talking to on those things with the confidence and conviction because you know that you're right. Um, and, and obviously you have to have a certain skill set to be able to educate them and, and get them on your side of the table. But if you do everything right, and those people still aren't coming over to your side of the table because of their own political agenda, their own relationships with, you know, another solution or whatever you're doing, then you need to go and find somebody else in the organization that you can bring to your side of the table. And you've got to have the confidence and conviction to go do that. And the only way you can have that confidence and conviction, again, not to reiterate it, but it's important, is research and preparation. So, you know, I've always sold technologies that I believe in, and I don't come from a technical background, even though I sold like co complex technology solutions, but I did the work to understand what made us different, how we solved the problem, how we solved the problem uniquely, and why that mattered. Why was it valuable to the, to the company, to the person, to the industry I was selling to? So when you guys say, what's it mean to sell from the heart? For me, it's confidence and conviction. That comes from research and preparation and knowing that you're right. That's that's the first thing I thought of. Oh, this this is great because um, Daryl's alliteration sickness has worn off on me, JR. So you only use two C's, but I like both of them because confidence does play out in this and conviction plays out in this. Two, two words that are near and dear to me. Here's the other one I'm just going to throw into the mix as well is clarity. I'm a big yes. clarity guy. Yep. And if you can deliver a message to an executive or those key decision makers and influences, if you're confident, if you can deliver it with conviction and you're clear with it, watch what starts to happen. Though I had I had to throw another C at you, Jr. Just because I learned this from Daryl, it's got to be 
at least three of the same letter it has to start with. So you dropped two, I dropped one, now we're good. All right, so Larry, I have a rule. I'm, I'm stealing that, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, I'll give you credit the first two times I use it, and then from there on, it's mine. So, that, dude, it's all, it's all good. Rip off and rip off and deliver it. So it's awesome. all good, dude. Awesome. I love it. Well, JR, <laughs> we talk a lot about sports here on Selling from the Heart. We have been accused. Who accused us of being the AM Sports I Talk can't. Radio? Dude, that was so long ago. I can't remember. Oh, I don't yeah. even listen to AM Talk Radio anymore <laughs> anyway. It's so. Weinberg. But either way, um, I love you sit in the intersection right between sports and selling. Give us a little bit of a picture in terms of what you do and kind of what got you there. Because this is an interesting place in which you live. Yeah. So um, I grew up, I'm in, from Massachusetts originally. My father was a high school hockey coach for 30 years. He's in the Massachusetts Hockey Coaches Hall of Fame. So um, I was kind of destined for the hockey world. Uh, both my brothers also played college and professional hockey. Um, and I tripped and fell into sales, um, <laughs> literally. And, and, and to be honest, I knew two days into my first like BDR job that this is what I was going to do the rest of my life. Um, I loved being on a team again. I loved competing every single day. I loved the fact that there was a scoreboard in our office and I knew exactly where I sat against my peers. I love that I had a coach again with a manager, right? Um, mm -hmm. And somebody who, who cared about my success. Um, and to be honest, like um, going through like my early, my early career, having mentors, having people it, it was an easier transition for me because I understood what it mean to become a professional. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, go to a exciting fast growth startup, move into leadership, build a great, help build a great sales organization and have a phenomenal exit. Um, and over the last like 15 years of doing that, my, my brother went on to play in the Olympics, played in the NHL. Um, and a lot of my friends did the same. So I would get calls in the off season from basically, you know, people from the hockey network that would call me and say, JR, you're not that smart. You made a lot of money. You seem to love what you do. Help me break into your industry. So I did that. I helped probably like close to 100 guys do it for free on the weekends and at night. And I realized there was a business opportunity because I was getting great companies, great talent. So that's what my company does now is we take former elite athletes, college, professional Olympic athletes, we put them through a sales training camp, and then we introduce them to over 100 fast growth technology companies across the United States that are looking to hire these kind of gritty, competitive, resilient, coachable people. Um, and, and, you know, we do it across every sport. Over 50% of our candidate pool are females and people of color. Um, so it's not just middle class white kids that played hockey like me. Um, and it's just it's such a perfect fit. And I'm sure we'll we'll dig into it. But you, the reason that sports analogies exist so much in, in business is because they're all true. And there is a lot of parallels. People talk about, you know, well, at, you know, athletes are bros and that's like toxic bro culture. And I, I say athletes are not bros. Bros are bros. 50% of, of college athletes are females by law, right? So um, I have some pretty strong feelings about that, as you can imagine, but yeah, that's I mean, it's pretty it sounds simple. That's because it is. It's not rocket science. What what we're doing over here. No. Uh, but by the way, you used a word near and dear to me, rocket science. My dad was a rocket scientist. So <laughs> and ne ne but nevertheless is. <laughs> but here's here's where I want to go with this. And I, it, 
boy, this podcast Earl, can go on for hours. Just mm-hmm. you're going to have to come back because we're going to we're not going to have enough time to dive into all of this. But in selling from the heart, I talk a lot about the difference between a sales rep and a sales professional. And sales professionals do the things that sales reps find excuses for. And the same could be hold. It's like, you know, in prior to us, you know, hopping on this podcast, I shared something with you that that we just got a good chuckle about. But as I was writing Selling from the Heart, I talked about uh, there's a sports analogy that popped through a social news feed. And I said, you know, until salespeople can plan, practice and prepare like a professional athlete, it's hard to make the analogies. So could you run with that for a second, JR? I'd just be curious your thoughts on this. Yeah. So I told you that I had my own three P's. Yeah, you did. Right. Of why I why I think if if you can get an athlete to take their identity and refocus it towards a sales career, why they can be sales professionals versus sales reps. Um, my dad used to say to us when we were little, Larry, he's a hockey guy. He used to tell us literally when we were like seven, there's a lot of people that play hockey. JR, there's not a lot of hockey players and mm. there's a difference. Mm. There's a lot of people that sell stuff. There's not a lot of sales professionals, right? Yes. And in sports, what, what you do it to become elite in sports. And actually I would say in anything, music, whatever. Um, my three P's are passion for excellence, practicing with intention and pursuing goals. Right. And when I look at athletes, that become great. Those three traits are consistent across the board. Passion for excellence is understanding the skills, the habits, and the process that you need to get good at to be great, right? That's number one. And and the same thing exists in sales. Then once you understand those skills, habits, and process, then you practice those with intention until you're great at them. You practice them with your peers. And it's not just you know, like going through the motion reps, it's perfect practice makes perfect from our friend Vince Lombardi, right? And the way you do that is with your peers, with leaders, and you're doing it consistently, not just, hey, I, I, I got this done. I, I know how to make a cold call. Now I'm good. It's like, no, you got to keep practicing that thing with intention and keep practicing it and continue to practice it for the rest of your career, right? Michael Jordan didn't stop taking free throws when he was 23 years old, right? He, he did it in, for his entire career. So same idea, right? So you get the passion for excellence. You, and then you apply those things, the skills, the habits, the process, practice with them intention in order to pursue goals, right? Mm-hmm. And those can be weekly, monthly, quarterly, or career-wise, right? I, the reason that I'm going to continue to practice writing really effective cold emails is because I want to become a CRO someday, or I want... Or I need to hit my my number of meetings if I'm a new entry level sales rep this week, next week, this quarter, this month. So it's not just practicing and it's not just like understanding what those skills, habits and process are, but it's using that to pursue specific goals and to hold yourself accountable to reaching those goals. And when you don't reach those goals, doing the work to figure out why you didn't. Right. This is how you know, in, in, in college sports and at the end of every season, you have an exit meeting with your coach. Hey, this is what we talked about at the beginning of the year. This is what you actually got done. Here's where the weaknesses are. Here's what you need to do this summer to get better. So 
that's like, if you can apply those three things, if you can catch an athlete right as they're finishing their sport, which is what we're fortunate enough to do. And we can remind them like, Hey, this is how you got great at this. It's the same thing. Now it's just, you're not going to be on the ice. You're not going to be on the field. You're not going to be on the court. You're going to be, you know, in salesforce.com and LinkedIn sales <laughs> navigator, right? But it's the same thing. Like do the same things and you're going to be great. You're going to be elite at this thing. If you, if you approach it the exact same way. I love what you just shared. Um, the whole concept of what passion for excellence. Uh, we talked about pursuing goals. Uh, we talked about practice, right? These, these are all, this is a, a beautiful um, outline for a sales leader's role. If you think about, you know, and you're leading that team, if you put the coach's hat on and um, JR, I, you could put that coach's hat on backwards, I'm assuming. And, um, <laughs> Y'all aren't watching on YouTube. You got to go to YouTube, hit subscribe. Uh, but uh, the inside joke. The um, but if you think about that sales leader role as a coach, you know, if if the sales leader were treating his sales team or her sales team like a coach uh, led an athletic team, this whole concept around the passion, the culture, the energy, um, the goal setting, and then the practice. These are. These are things that um, sadly, I think, get overlooked in a lot of sales teams. I'm just looking at this from a leader's perspective going, these three P's could be just pure dynamite for our sales leaders listening in. Yes. Um, I, I think actually, if, if, you structure, if you structure your coaching and the way that you, you manage people that way um, and the way you hire people, mm -hmm. then I think then I think that's that's like the first step to becoming to building a, a, a team of a players right like if you look at like true a players they care more about like a culture of growth and development than than outcomes necessarily right they care more about the process to get there versus like the end mission right they like clarity over vagueness that's where the goals come into play and they want a playbook like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a reason. I, and I know everyone's going to probably roll their eyes because here's a Boston kid talking about the Patriots. But the Patriots were like 53 and 91 before Bill Belichick took over. Right. He didn't have like this amazing thing to sell, but he sold the process. And because he did that, he got players that wanted to buy into the process. So like having a great development process and like really focusing on the playbook and like how you're going to make these people better. That's how you recruit a players, right? Like my dad used to say, you plant tomatoes, you get tomatoes. There's too many, too many sales leaders in my opinion, focusing on like this fun laid back culture, you know, flexibility, remote work, which is fine, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to, if you hire, if that's how you sell your opportunity, those are the type of people you're going to get. If you if you sell it like, hey, this is going to be wicked hard, but you're going to be you're going to come out the other side way better than you, you were when you started. Those are the type of people you want to recruit, in my opinion. And that's how you want to run your sales organization, in my opinion. Mm. So so here here's here's what's interesting about this. And I, I I mean, you're speaking my language. I mean, you are so speaking my language. But here's the flip side to this. And this is what really concerns me straight across the sales world is. You want sales professionals. I know sales leaders strive and they want to enhance the lives of their salespeople. They want to have sales professionals. 
but are you willing to coach and train and nurture these people on a daily basis? And to me, there, there's where I draw the line a little bit until those sales managers or sales leaders, however you want to title yourself, will say every single day, regardless of tenure, regardless of your stack ranking, you're coming to work, right? You're going to show up, whether that be in an office or virtual, and we're going to practice every single day because that's what professionals do. And that's kind of where I draw the line on this a little bit. But it's like, imagine what would happen if every single day salespeople got together just like professional athletes have to do, watch film, break things down, practice regardless. Imagine LeBron James, right? Insert whoever your favorite sports athlete is saying, yeah, I don't feel like practicing for the next couple of weeks. I'm just going to wing it. But we allow that in the sales world. We not only allow it, but it's almost common. That's like the more common practice. Exactly. It's wild. It really is. Yeah, I think uh, we, this is this is so spot on. I was just thinking about you know if you if you recruit towards hey you're coming into this program, you know you've got the 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 Bill Belichick, the Nick Saban, <laughs> you know as as much as I don't like either one of those teams, you got to respect <laughs> them, right? Yeah. Um, or or you look at you know, so you could recruit into a program, a process, and all of that. Or you can try to recruit a team of superstars and then you end up with Larry's Lakers, right? You end up with a disaster where, you know, and, and this what's so cool about the three P's that we're talking about here from a sales leadership standpoint. Now you've got something that's replicatable. Now you're inviting someone in. You're not just inviting them into a job, into my salary is bigger than your pet comp plan and blah, 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 blah. You're inviting people into a culture that is uh, that is going to make them better, um, and whether they stay with you or whether they they grow their career, you're going to have a team of people that are working towards a common objective. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Hey, I'm curious. We talk about all the good things about sports, former uh, athletes coming into sales. Where does it break down? What are some of the areas where you go? Okay, well, this doesn't translate, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm sure cross checking is one of them, but. Where, you know, where are some of the, where are some of the moves or some of the things from, from sports that, that don't translate in the sales or where you see some, some former athletes struggle a little bit? So I think college athletes, it's, it's a fairly smooth transition. Cause if you look at college athletes, right, there's 460,000 student athletes in the United States out of 19 million college students. So you got 2.4% of the population that goes to practice, goes to the gym, physical therapy, gets on a bus on the weekend to travel and has the same academic workload as the rest of their peers. So they're used to like pretty intense weekly schedules. Um, my brother still plays professional hockey. He's 36 years old. He's taken a nap every single day in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> since he was 12 years old and, and, and probably before that. Right. Um, he is going to struggle with the, with the daily grind of like a, a Monday through Friday sales job. Um, and, and I think we run into that a little bit with professional athletes. Like they're, they're, they're still like fully committed and disciplined and like wildly professional. But the reality is, is the actual time and emotional energy is it's, it's kind of, it's kind of condensed right into like four, four or five hours during the week for practice and being at the rank or at the, at the field or at the court. Um, and then there's a lot of downtime. 
right? We, we all know, us three all know, there's not a lot of downtime in sales, right? If you really want to be great at it. Mm-hmm. So I think professional athletes definitely have a little bit harder time on that conversion because they're, they're, they're used to having a little bit of downtime and then they go full bore, you know, you're going eight, eight to eight to six every day. Um, so that's definitely a struggle. Um, and then sometimes, uh, believe it or not, individual athletes, you would think like, think like, you know, tennis, golf, et cetera. Um, they don't play necessarily on teams. Um, that can be a little bit of a tough, uh, a tough transition is like mm-hmm. working, more with other people, like on a more consistent basis, but they actually tend to do better because they have a, a little bit, like a little bit stronger of a self-starter muscle. Um, mm. You know what I mean? So they're kind of driven themselves, but yeah, that's kind of where we see it because we work with both professional and college athletes. Those professional athletes have a little bit tougher of like a lifestyle transition, I guess, more than anything else. That's good. I'm curious, just in terms of um, sports, like the sports that Larry excels in, how have you seen table tennis players <laughs> um, fare in sales? Oh, crap. <laughs> JR, hey, sorry, man. He just he, occasionally he throws a dig out, but we're just having fun it. it's all good larry you really are good at table tennis i don't want to d- diminish that in any way i hey. was a great professional <laughs> table tennis player let me tell you number one in my mind jr <laughs> jr the, yeah he i mean you were the the uh I crushed it yeah absolutely the north southern california table tennis championship <laughs> it was amazing hey uh jr what a great conversation and like larry said at the beginning i'm pretty sure this we're gonna hang out some more but as we wrap up today how can people get more jr butler in their life yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, our website's just www.shiftgroup.io. Uh, they can they can find us there. They can follow me on LinkedIn, Jr. Butler. Um, I'm definitely like, you know, I, I, I'm I'm a Boston kid, and it comes across, I think, in my in my LinkedIn persona. <laughs> if somebody says something that I don't agree with, I'm pretty vocal about why I don't agree with it. So. I'm a I'm a pretty good LinkedIn follow to be honest with you, Daryl. So <laughs> it's a good spot to find me. You, I, I I like creating a little controversy. controversy. I love it. All right. Well, yeah. you're gonna want to follow Jr. Jr. Thanks for sharing time with this us is today. Awesome. You're a true selling from the heart champion. We appreciate you. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Awesome, awesome, Barry. Oh, yeah. What a great conversation. And this, uh, the parallels here, the three P's we talked about incredibly, incredibly powerful as, as we're th- reflecting on this, both as sales individuals, professionals, and sales leaders. There's a lot to take from this conversation. No, absolutely. I'm going to go back to this. And, you know, people have thrown darts at me before and they'll continue to throw darts at me. There is a difference between a sales rep and a sales professional. Go back, right? Go back and rewatch this and rewatch this and rewatch this again. And then ask yourself, Am I doing the things that professionals are doing in order to raise my game? And if you have to take more than a couple seconds to think about it, then I encourage you start doing those things. Great time of year to do some self-reflection in all of those areas um, in terms of your passion, in terms of practice, in terms of your goals that you're pursuing for 2023. That was the big thing I wrote down and circled. This is the time of year to be able to think about those goals. So what a great conversation. I want to encourage everybody to take action on this. The other piece of action I want everybody to take right now is to go to www. 
www.authenticsellingchallenge.com. The new 2023 Authentic Selling Challenge. Never been done before, never to be done again. The 2023 <laughs> oh, you're Authentic pretty smart, Daryl. Wow, That's right. that was a good one. Hey, you don't want to miss it, and it's going to be a great way to start the year. And, and we want to ask, as, as a listener to the podcast, uh, will you do us a favor? Help us spread the word about this. When you go to the website, you're going to see an incredible roster of coaches who are generously investing in each one of us. Do us a favor, take that domain, AuthenticSellingChallenge.com, share it on your social, let your clients know about it. Um, and this is going to be an incredible kickoff to the new year. And I'm so excited for all the things that are ahead. Larry, there's more to roll out. Uh, so stay tuned. Make sure to like or subscribe. Uh, if you haven't checked us out on YouTube yet, you don't want to miss that. You can see Larry live on YouTube every week. Hey, I work hard on this guy. I work hard on this, guys. Yeah, the hair and makeup. Oh, uh, man. Spare no expense on that. Zero. So check us out. Hey, everybody, once again, Happy holidays. We're right here. This is being released in the middle of December. And so this is a time to show gratitude. And I want to say, Larry, and I know you share my heartfelt gratitude to everybody in the Selling from the Heart community. Uh, what an amazing year this has been and how cool it is to be at the epicenter of uh, a movement of authenticity right here in the sales profession. Yeah, it's been it's been a journey. I look I look back and I go, holy smokes, it's been five and a half years since you and I started this podcast. And look what's happened in five and a half years. I sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. But Daryl, before you sign off, you let the cat out of the bag and you swore to me you would keep this table tennis thing a secret. <laughs> well, now that the cat's out of the bag, right? So yes, I it's was game on, Larry. Oh, it is game on. I was, I mean, I crushed it as a teenager playing table tennis. <laughs> That's good. Well, we'll have a future episode on the parallels between success in ping pong and uh sales. Although I think, well, yeah, we could just no, have fun with that. Stop. Hey, Larry, I appreciate you. I'm not I'm telling thankful. you any more secrets. I'm uh I'm thankful for uh all that we get to do here. Thank you to everybody yeah. in the community. Till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value. Think like a professional athlete, act like a professional athlete, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.